With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to your Wednesday episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Steven Serta filling in today for Pete Sweeney. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Wednesday, January 5th. Mention this to the team, and I'm going to mention it to you. I've moved on. We're on to the Broncos, and it's a short week, and so I'm, we're past that and going forward. Understandably, this was a tough loss to swallow for Chiefs fans. Whether it's the penalties, the Chiefs defense allowing rookie wide receiver Jamar Chase to set the single-game rookie receiving record, or the Chiefs only putting up three points in the second half. It's a tough game to let go of because the Chiefs might have cost themselves home field advantage throughout the playoffs and the single first round bye in the AFC. That looks significant now that Kansas City once again finds itself a little worried about their offensive line depth headed into the postseason. Andy Reid made it clear on Tuesday that he's moved on and we need to do the same, Chiefs Kingdom. The nightmares about last year's offensive line issues that cost the Chiefs the Super Bowl are understandable, especially after the Chiefs saw Lucas Niang loss for the season with a patellar tendon injury. But Andy Reid confirmed Orlando Brown Jr. practice on Tuesday and didn't seem too worried about him being available on Saturday. On a short week, the fact that Brown is already practicing bodes well for his chances of being active. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, however, did not practice on Tuesday, but Reid did add he's still got a chance to play this week. Reed was also asked about Mike Remmers, who's been on injured reserve since November, and said his back's doing better, but he's not there quite yet. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, um, well, they, I'm not going to say they didn't do a good job, but that, it wasn't anything different. Um, we, we just, we had too many mistakes in there, um, kind of self-inflicted wounds there, and we've got to make sure we, we take care of some of those. Um, starts with me, and, um, and so I've got to make sure I do a better job, and, and the guys you know, right with me on that, so. Andy Reid was quick to take the blame for the Chiefs only putting up three points in the second half of Sunday's game against Cincinnati like you'd expect any NFL head coach to do. The Chiefs scored touchdowns on four straight drives in the first half, so it was a little disheartening to see them struggle to find anything down the stretch in that game. The reality is the Chiefs offense has been up and down all season long, but when it's on, it's still undoubtedly one of the most dangerous units in the NFL. Even with the struggles, the Chiefs would still find themselves locked in the two-seed in the conference with a win on Sunday over the Broncos. They also still have an outside chance at the number one if the Titans are upset by the Houston Texans on Sunday. Through all of the ups and downs of an NFL season, we'll still put our money on the Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid-led offense when it comes to the playoffs. It also helps a bit that Broncos head coach Vic Fangio said on Monday Teddy Bridgewater is still in the concussion protocol and they are moving forward with Drew Locke as their starter on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think guys are ready to go. Um, we understand that we still can go out there and do whatever we want to do. Um, it's just going to take us being better and better each and every week. And we know it's still going to be a tough game this week and the Broncos playing in Denver is always a tough game. So we're going to focus on trying to win this week. Um, and then we'll let the playoffs kind of handle itself. The Chiefs may have lost this one seed on Sunday, but all they can do now is go out and handle business on Saturday afternoon in Denver. 
with a win over the Broncos, they'll still be alive for the coveted first-round bye, but a loss means the Titans will have the bye locked up ahead of their game on Sunday. All Kansas City can do to give themselves a chance is handle their business against the Denver Broncos like they have over their last 12 matchups against the AFC West rival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, when we, right before they took a knee, we was going to let them score. Uh, we call it freeway. So we uh, once we, we was trying to stop them, obviously. And then once they got the penalty and got a first goal, first in, from the one, uh, we was going to freeway and let them score and try to give the ball back to our offense and pat. But they did the smart thing and just nailed it out and didn't end up kicking the field goal. But yeah, uh, at first you, you always want to go and trying to stop it. Then when the situation is right, uh, Spags let me know in the headsets that we're just going to freeway it, but they end up taking a knee and kicking the field goal. So it really didn't come into play. As we already mentioned, the discussion will no doubt continue as to whether the refs, defense, or questionable game management decisions truly cost the Chiefs the game in Cincy. Chiefs linebacker Anthony Hitchens did confirm to the media that there was a scenario where they were going to allow the Bengals to score a touchdown and get the ball back to the offense. Now, he didn't go too much into detail on when that was actually relayed, so we'll have to wait and get more answers when we speak to defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo later today. Yeah, well, this, uh, I guess COVID's helped us in that area, so being able to hang in the box and swing at curveballs and not bail out, so... Um, you know, we're, we're a little bit used to the sudden change. Uh, it just affects a lot of people. I'm talking about from Mark Donovan on down uh, to all of us. Um, we, you know, everybody's got to move things around and, and organize. And we're lucky to have a good organization with guys that like to work and you know, Brett Veach and so on. All, all the guys that the heads of their department really bust their tail to make, make sure it goes smooth. And um, as a head coach, I, I appreciate that. The NFL flexing the Kansas City Chiefs to Saturday in Week 18 felt a little unexpected for the players and a lot of Chiefs fans. It's not ideal if you happen to be traveling to Denver to take in the game, and it certainly doesn't help the players eliminating an extra day of rest. The reality is that the NFL leaves this door open because there is no Monday night game in the final week of the NFL season, which has been the case for several years now. For a team like the Chiefs still looking to make a deep playoff run, it's especially annoying knowing you've got some injured guys who could absolutely use the extra day of rest to try and be available for Sunday's game. But the game's on Saturday now, so all you can do is once again show up and handle business. Just like I did filling in for Pete Sweeney on this edition of the Arrowhead Drive for Wednesday, January 5th. If you enjoy the Arrowhead Drive, please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. Coming up later today, it's another edition of the Great British Chiefs Show as Tom and Brad take our first deep dive into this week's matchup against the Denver Broncos. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Steven Serta. We'll catch you on Friday for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.